0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pennsylvania Woodsman Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. I appreciate your support. I've been getting a lot of feedback from people, and I appreciate it. I hope you continue to do so. Uh, I've I've talked a lot of hunting stuff with people and just getting to know people. I, I enjoy getting to know people, know that there's people out there listening to our show and enjoying our show. I hope you guys are getting ready. I mean, if you are a bow hunter, you know that's kind of what this episode's going to be talking about if you're a bow hunter i mean this is what you live for i mean this is right around the, and some of you guys got a head start you know we talked with Adam Pasternak the other week who you know uh, i i didn't get his hero pick i was i was hoping if he shot one opening day he'd send it to me i didn't see a picture from him but you know we had uh we had Matt Zernsack on from the push archery last week and you know he shot a doe opening morning he sent me a picture and he posted it on his instagram page that he shot a doe and uh, got it done it was uh i was a little bit jealous i, I kind of was like man i wish uh wish i was out and about <clears throat> and i could be but just the a, a little bit of uh issue and time and scheduling which again is kind of going to be some of the things i'm talking about but i've been shooting my bow a lot i've been shooting pretty well i'm I'm pretty happy with the way I'm shooting i've I've been gaining some confidence in my shooting and you know i I put so much stress on myself when I shoot at game and it's I've noticed that i put more stress on myself shooting at game around here than I do at other stuff like I'll never forget like I, I was such a wreck when I shot my 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 big buck in 2020. And last year I had an opportunity at a bear in PA. I, I didn't connect, but I I was shaking so bad. I was like, and it wasn't a very big bear. I was just shook up over this bear. And I think it's because I put so much pressure on myself for these opportunities. And I know that they don't come by every day. And I, I just got get that worked up. And then I, I think like to, I, I compare this to when I went elk hunting. And, uh, in 2019, I killed a beautiful six by six bull out in Montana on the Missouri river breaks. Fantastic hunt, fantastic experience with my two buddies. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. But what blew me away is I, I was really, really calm and collective for that hunt. And I saw that bull from a very far distance chasing cows and he worked his way down into the draw and I was really calm. Even as he was approaching, I knew he was coming into a shooting lane. I drew back. My heart was racing. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't. I wasn't a wreck. Um, I didn't start to really shake and lose it until the minute my pin hit his chest, and. Fortunately for me, I was I was doing a lot of practice that year as well, and I kept my form together, made a great shot, and I, I watched that ball fall over. Then, then that was when the adrenaline kicked. But like the leading up to the shot, I mean, I know I get myself worked up when game comes in, and I, you gotta work through that somehow. And I've talked about how I work through that and trying to have good form and shoot with back tension and try to execute surprise release. Whatever the case, guys, I hope you are ready and prepared it's been kind of funny like my my older son my 2 year old two and a half whatever he is now <clears throat> he he loves to go out and shoot with me you know i've got my archery range set up with multiple 3d targets and my my block targets and stuff like that and he loves to go out daddy daddy shoot arrows shoot deer and like he'll he'll go up pull the arrows with me and then when we walk back to my bow i usually have it propped up against something and he quick runs over and he grabs my bow here daddy here daddy it it's really comical to watch it's not real comical when the bow gets knocked over and then it it falls on the ground and my sight gets knocked that has happened but there's just some things that i'm not going to get worked up about i sight recited it in and got everything going so i that's that's my that's my preparation right now i am i'm thrilled to be right around the corner for statewide opener. Uh, but this week's episode is is gonna be a little bit different than you' you're used to. This is gonna stem off of an episode that I did with Josh Raley a few weeks ago. We were talking about managing priorities over passion and, and talk about time management and and family and such and I, I'm gonna get a little bit personal with you this week. It, it's, it's gonna kind of be like I'm, I'm openly admitting my flaws. With, with a mindset that, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that can help me with this, but also, you know, maybe some of the stuff I'm dealing with is stuff that you're dealing with too to some capacity, or you can relate to, and just bring you perspective and philosophy. You know, everything I talk about today, I'm not directing it to anybody other than myself. I'll probably, I'll probably speak in second or third person at times, and uh, I'm not meaning and directing it to you as my audience i'm I am truly directing it to myself it just might come across in in that way but I just want to talk about a little bit about philosophy of hunting and and what I'm calling the harsh reality and I've talked about what I think one of the big harsh realities are about bow hunting and just hunting in general and anything that's a personal endeavor and I, I just want to engage some thoughts so. I'll, I'll circle back to what I think that harsh reality is and, and kind of stem off from that. But uh, before we get started with this episode, uh, real quick, a um, uh, quick shout out to Little Mountain Outfitters. Guys, Little Mountain Outfitters is a fantastic archery shop in Richland, Pennsylvania. If you need to get suited up, if you need to get last minute things, whether that's you know tuning up your compound, if you're going to get a crossbow, Maybe you want to buy a new bow. I mean, I've seen people get new bows, set them up, and go hunting with them in a day. I I always put too much emphasis and time in shooting my bow and my setup, probably more than I need to, but it's a confidence boost. But you can absolutely do it, especially with the fantastic bows that they sell there from Matthews to Prime, PSE, Bear, and so on and so forth. If you are looking to get some pieces of equipment or try out uh, a saddle or any kind of mobile hunting gear of that nature... That's a great place to go. They've got a ton of equipment, a ton of opportunity, and they got a ton of knowledge in that shop. You know, whatever whatever is in that shop, Devon and Terry know a lot about it, and they can point you in the right direction, give you their advice. It's a great place to pick brains, ask questions, and uh, it's, it's just that great bow shop feeling with that camaraderie and, and that knowledge and help that you would want. So... By all means, check them out, Little Mountain Outfitters. Now, alright, let's get to this episode. Alright, so before we get started, I'm just making that quick reminder that even when I speak in second and third person, please don't take this offensively and and purposefully. This is directed at me. I'm just going to be speaking that way just because that's how I am. Maybe I'm a weird dude, but that's just how I'm going to be portraying this. So, I think the first question that I'm going to ask is, why do you hunt? That's a question that I've gotten asked by a lot of people over the years. And every time I hear that question, I think from an anti-hunter's perspective, asking you that question. I don't know why, I just do. And there's a lot of differences between answering that conversation to an anti versus, you know, truthfully answering it to yourself. But when you're talking to an anti or people who just don't know a lot about hunting I I feel like you always go down the path of speaking like hunting is conservation and there's a lot of good things that come from hunting you know we manage and control the population managing carrying capacity we reduce the the number of human and animal conflicts whether that's deer and vehicle collisions you know there's there's different animal attacks that occur across our country it's, it's good for the health of the animal herd i mean it reduces that dynamic of a boom and bust population you know for those of you who remember when you took a class you know, they talk about boom bust population dynamics when things are the highest at some point they're going to tip down and they're going to go to the lowest to low so it kind of reduces that and then you know hunting is of course a fantastic resource for food and uh, there, there's programs out there that were able to donate meat and help people who might struggle to get food. You know, there's a lot of positive things from that light. Now, <clears throat> that's kind of that justification and all the positive reasons. If you're not trying to justify this to somebody, and you're just trying to ask for for myself or for yourself, um, why do you hunt, you know, I can come up with a bunch of reasons, and I I wrote all mine down here. I mean, first of all, I love to eat wild game. I love to eat venison. I love to eat elk. Like, I'm out of elk, and I want to go back elk hunting. I'll have to put that on my my wife's radar that I want to go back elk hunting at some point. But, uh, you know, all wildlife, everything I hunt, I eat, and it's delicious. I love being in the woods. I mean, being in the woods is a relaxing time. It's a it's a release. You know, I've heard people use that term zen and all that stuff, and it, it, I guess it is. I mean, maybe I don't fully understand what that word means, but it, it is a relaxing time. I'm able to combine two passions of mine. I love shooting sports. I love to shoot guns. I love to shoot archery. I mean, if, uh, time was of the essence for me, I would probably try to get into competition archery shooting just because I love that competitive nature and, and shooting is fun, but you get to combine that with the pursuit of game, And that's, that's very intriguing. You know, hunting has a lot of tradition, especially here in the Keystone state in Pennsylvania, like Think about the level of tradition and the hunting camps and the generational stuff. And there's there's camaraderie with that. There's fellowship. This stuff is in our blood. Like, regardless of what you believe, how man got here, if you're somebody who is a, a pure evolutionist or you're a pure creationist or somebody in between, there is like a ton of justification that you could say that this is in our blood. I mean, you know, I... I've I've talked a little bit about my my Christian faith and you know in the Book of Genesis in the beginning, uh, God talks about going and, and harvesting game and and sharing it as a meal and have the dominion over the birds and and the, and uh, creation. If you're if you don't believe that and and you kind of go along the lines of evolution, I mean, man has been a hunter gatherer since there's since early documentation. I mean, any documentation that you can find to believe. We're hunters and gatherers. And even in this day and age, in this 21st century, there's pursuit going on in your daily life. And you probably don't even know it. I mean, you're, even if you get up in the morning, you're on the hunt to get coffee and it sounds stupid, but like, there's a process to that. And I swear that that's like etched in our mind, like that hunting process. And, and I would even make that argument to an, to an anti-hunter or a non-hunter, somebody that doesn't understand or think like that, um, you know, but that that question "Why do you hunt there's uh there's a philosophy book or a philosopher. I don't even know where this came from, but maybe you've heard it of whenever you get asked a a question and you really want to dig deep into it, ask why five times and you know you start to you know why do you hunt Well, I hunt' because I like to get food well why do you why do you like to get food that way? well, why and you keep going down that rabbit hole but I mean that's a great way to dig into this philosophy that's it's not exactly what I was gonna go on next onto next, but uh the the big thing that I missed and it's it's the whole reason I'm having this discussion today pursuing a trophy with a with my bow. Is a huge thrill and adrenaline rush. And it's a pursuit and chase that I just keep chasing. And there's definitely some fulfillment to my ego. I mean, hunting is an egotistical thing at times. And anybody who doesn't believe that statement, I mean, that's why there's big buck contests nowadays. And people try to, you know, there's a lot of talk about big bucks. And even if you don't go down, oh, it doesn't matter how big it, a buck it is. I mean, look back at the history of hunting camps. Hunting camps, Years ago, I mean, it didn't matter if it was a spike buck, but it was that you got a buck, and if you didn't get a buck, and I guarantee it went back further than a few generations in the 20th century. I mean, I know that you know, listening to other people and, and other historians, that if you harvested a bear, you know, in the 18th century and stuff like that, and you had bear grease in your house, like that was like a, uh, like a stakehold. For your family, like you have a bear, you are a known good hunter and like like it's a status thing and there's ego to that and I think that's a a big thing and uh with all that in mind, I'm gonna kind of go on a little bit of a tangent so I as I mentioned earlier, I have a son i I'm a fairly new dad I have a two and a half year old son. And I have a five-month-old infant, two boys, love them to death. This whole parenthood thing is a very rewarding thing. I love these boys to death. I never thought there'd be a possibility to love something as much as I do. But with with that, oh my word. I don't think I could fathom what was about to happen until I started to experience it. Like it's, it's just, gosh, it's time and stress that I never experienced before. And, you know, it's it's definitely demanding. It's it's put a lot of stress on my wife and I, basically from our, our marriage. Like, I didn't really expect that uh, children were going to have that kind of impact. Like, that it was going to... And, and it makes sense now to me because you've got such a commitment in doing all of your daily things and providing for children that... And it makes it hard for you to have time with your wife and and really break down. Like it, you have to, I have to work on communicating with her constantly. It's it's harder than it was before. It just it's just a whole new variable, and one of the big things right now that is just driving me up a wall. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. I really don't like the sport of field hockey, and the reason I tell you that is. My wife is a field hockey coach. She's a, a coach at a, at a local college. She's actually a very good field hockey coach from everybody that I've talked to. Very knowledgeable. She, she played at a, a pretty high level when she, when she played. Now she loves to coach. And, you know, when you're coaching at a college level, I mean, it's pretty much a, a consistent time suck. I mean, it's about a six-day-a-week endeavor every evening and then weekends and stuff like that. So, you know, I, of course I'm I'm doing the whole dad life thing with the two of us and I'm not complaining about that. It's just added stress and it's especially added stress when I'm trying to learn how to manage all the other personal stuff I do like hunting. Like what absolutely irks me up to no end, this is just a personal thing, like I have a list of things I always want to do for hunting season and it's stuff I want to get done at the properties I hunt you know, whether that's helping my friends or just my, the, the properties I hunt by myself and cameras and all the stuff, like anything you've probably talked about in any other podcast with, with somebody or listened to, like, I, I've got all the stuff I want to do. And the less I do, the less prepared I feel. The less prepared I feel, the more anxious I get because I do put so much pressure on myself to, you know, reach my goals. And my goals are to shoot a, 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 good, a good buck and, I wanna I wanna walk the walk and not just talk the talk on the podcast. I mean this this podcast has amplified everything a little bit me because like I I like to talk and I don't think I have anything to prove to anybody. But at the same time, I feel like I I want to do well and I want to talk about that and share that with you, uh, just because it's it's fun. But you know filling that ego, I I swear that's a a big thing and you know, I want to work for a deer. Like, I don't want to shoot a deer that has, that I didn't work for. Like, I didn't have some level of work because it, it just means less. I mean, for me, it doesn't do a lot to go somewhere where somebody did everything for me. I shot this buck and say, hey, look, this is, this is my buck. It doesn't feel like my buck and that bothers me. And I, I struggle with that right now. But, you know, I'm talking everything about my hopes and my goals and me, 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 me. And like I, I really want to fill my trophy room. I do. I openly admit that. I, I love when I walk into my house and I look at my, my foyer, I have a, a bi-level house. So I have a, a big, you know, room when you step up to the front door, a little room there that I have a bunch of my, my trophies in. I've got my, a couple of whitetails up there. I got my big one. I have an, uh, my big elk. I have a shoulder mount and just a bunch of other memories and, Like, man, I want to redo my basement and I want to fill the wall with stuff and go down the basement. I got my bear rugs and other deer heads. And like, I just love that. It's just something like I'm addicted to uh, Exodus's whitetail cribs. And when people have these cool houses with all these trophies and memories, like I love that. And I just want to do that. Me, 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 me. And this is where I'm going to bring into play the harsh reality. And what this podcast episode is all about. Now, this is going to be the only thing that I'm going to generally direct. I I will point my finger at every one of us that's a bow hunter. And I have no problem doing this uh, for this first part. And what that is, and I said this before, I'll say it again. Pursuing a trophy game animal or a mature buck like I'm doing is one of the most selfish things that you can do think about that. The, the time investment it takes to be successful on a consistent basis is pretty significant and that's going to rob from those around you that time investment. I already talked about the big ego that it has and you know another thing it does is it, it brings up a lot of secretism which I mean I, I that's okay to a certain extent. I mean I don't want to tell you guys everything because you just don't need to know where I hunt, and nobody needs to know. I mean, I, I listened to an episode of with uh, Bo Martonic on the East Meets West Hunt podcast, and he ran into some problems with that about sharing too much information and having listeners go and hunt in some of the territories when they saw his truck. Um, if, if I'm getting some of that information uh, slightly off Bo, I apologize. That's, that's what I interpreted, but, you know, it's something by yourself, and but but you know I, I talked about the the secrets like you can take that a little too far and there's uh there, there's a, a lot of self uh, self pursuing nature going on there and that can be selfish. Now the second thing that I'm going to talk about I'm going to put only back on my on myself and point this at uh, point this at me. But this is a second harsh reality statement for myself. I am not the world's biggest, baddest, best bow hunter. Now in my head at times, I I try to inflate myself and think, and that's probably because I'm trying to boost my confidence that I can do this and I'm the man and this and that. But in all reality, I'm not. Uh, I mean, there was a time I probably actually believed that with uh, friends and everything else, but you know, I'm starting to mature a little bit and I realize I am not, not even close. And I'm okay with that. It's a hard pill to swallow, but I'm okay with that. So if you were going to talk about what the biggest, baddest, best bow hunter even looked like, one of the faults I had was, first of all, who even sets the scales of the parameters for that judgment? Like, who who is the judge? I mean, and even if you got a, a big panel together, like, what would that even look like? From my perspective... I already talked about consistently harvesting a mature buck and the mature animals and having the trophy room to back it. Like that's not everything, but that's a, that's a big part of it. That's a, that's a real big part of it when you're talking about the pursuit of trophies and at the end of the day, who cares? And when you zoom out, zoom outside of your buddies, zoom outside of your town, your county, your state, everything, zoom out to the big picture. Who, besides yourself, honestly cares? I mean, I only hunt for myself. So when, you're ta- when I'm talking about all that stuff and the biggest, baddest, best bow hunter, I, I'm, I'm the only one that really cares. And we could probably all agree that w- whatever that looks like, the world's best bow hunter would take a pretty good chunk of time. It, it's a pretty good time investment to be able to do it consistently. Whatever that looks like. And I already mentioned that that competition that I'm having with my wife. I mean, my wife, when she's doing field hockey six days a week, most of the time it's in the evenings, which most of October, that's when I want to go hunting. I can't do that anymore unless I have some major planning ahead. Uh, It's on Saturdays, sometimes for a significant chunk of the day. So maybe I only get an afternoon or a morning hunt and like that's, that's competition. I'm competing for my own time in the woods. And it's like, I have this mindset of all these things, all the, all the time in the world that I could possibly have to give to my wife and give to my family. Do I really have to do it in the best months? Like hockey season starts the end of August into September and it goes all the way through October. And if if you go into playoffs, it goes the first half of November and maybe even into the third week of November. That's the entire archery season. That is my absolute favorite time to be in the woods. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love the rifle hunt. I love the flintlock hunt. But if I had to choose one month to be in the deer woods, it would be October. It is my absolute favorite. And, and like it, it frustrates me. Like there's there's times when I'm in my rut and I'm getting upset. I'm like. Man, I I'm gonna I'm gonna suck this up and I'm gonna do what I gotta do and if that means I only get to hunt a couple times throughout archery season, that's fine. But you better believe it that when my time comes that I'm free, I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna hunt. I'm gonna do what I want to do. And I get this big selfish thought, and uh, I'm I'm gonna share something with you guys that I don't typically share with a lot of people, but it's it's relevant to this conversation and I'll bring it up. So one of the things that I've done now eight different times and nine to be, uh, nine to add in October is I've been officiating weddings. And I know that kind of sounds strange and trust me, it's not something that I wanted to do or was looking to do or pursued or anything like that, but it was something that along the circumstances of why it happened, I now feel it's an obligation. It's a responsibility and it is a big honor, but I take it very seriously that now that I've done it and I had a wedding in September and I, I do the stuff I normally do to prepare for that and, and give a, uh, you know, give a, a beautiful wedding service. And I always talk up and bring, I always bring creation and I always bring my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into the mix because I think every every couple should hear that. And so in doing my preparation and the message that I was going, I, I came across this statement um, in, in my findings. And it, it said, as two become one, it's important to understand marriage is death. And meaning you can't live successfully with your spouse each day unless you die to yourself and your selfish desires. And when I read that, Man, did that, was that was like a kick in the stones. I was like, all the complaining and whining and carrying on I've been doing about me, 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 and my selfish bow hunting, and then I read that. And that's a, it's a bold statement, but I, I kind of think it's true. Like, if you're going to be success, if I'm going to be successful in my marriage with my wife, and, and I'm, I want to go off complaining all that stuff, I that's not real healthy, it, it's not. Um, that that came along and that really really, that that hurt and that that's been resonating with me again. And I've been a broken record, and I'll say it again: like managing your priorities is is a real tough thing. And I've said before, my priorities in this order, I, I think I have them right: are God, then family and then the the people around me and, and friends and such, um, then my career and my finances, they kind of go together. And then after all those things, uh, probably hunting and everything else in life. Now, typically my execution of that is very poor and, and it's, I'm constantly working on it. And it's back to that time management thing. Like everybody's, everybody's time and their life and the road they're on is different. And everybody's got something else on their plate. Mine currently, like the phase of life that I'm in is very demanding of my time outside of hunting. And when you've got that pull on you, it really highlights like those priorities. Like where are my priorities? Where is my Where's my level of stress? Where's my level of interest and focus and all that stuff? Like, it just highlights it really, really uh, big. I don't know. I can't think of the word I want to use for that. But it it opens my eyes to it. And I think everybody only has so much energy throughout a given time frame. Like, you only have – everybody's capped out with energy for a day for the week, for the month, and so on, like, and and everybody's energy level is different from person to person, um, but everybody is capped out, so you got to use your time wisely, like, if if you're putting so much time and energy into your pursuit of a mature buck, and you're not putting that into your your, your other priorities, if you put, if, if I put that into priority number five, a ton because it's the three months of hunting season. That's what I want to do. It's go time. The other stuff is going to suffer. Um, You know, the, the energy thing. I mean, I'll make this quick comment. I can't believe how much more energy I have now that I've been doing some stuff like eating better and doing a little bit of exercise. Like I have more energy and I feel, you know, better suited to serve my family and do the things I want to do. And that's been a really, really big thing. But you know, with that time and talking about putting too much emphasis on my, my number five priority, at the end of the day, I don't think that there is a deer on the face of the earth that is worth putting over my loved ones. I've probably done it. I mean, I I, I, got pretty, I, I get pretty carried away with whitetails and, and big headgear and everything else, and it... <laughs> It, it's, it's a, that's a battle, you know, I'm, I'm talking big about, you know, how I, I'm setting myself up, like, oh, these are my priorities, and this is what I'm really trying to focus, on. I'm, I'm talking big, like, I, um, I'm trying to, almost like I'm showcasing, like, this is where my priorities are, this is where it's important for me, and it's really easy for me to, to talk big like that, like I've got it all figured out, but I, I really don't. I'm saying this in a way that I don't have this figured out because my family takes a beating every single fall. When it's hunting season, I get this mindset that it's go time. I waited all year for this. It's October. It's time to be in the woods. I gotta put the time in because this is the one month or the the two month or whatever time frame I'm gonna be out there. This is when I gotta get it done. so everything else can can come second. And you know I've thought this many times too. like how many people out there that don't hunt like people out there that don't hunt what what else is there? like what what else do people live for? like I, I wake up every day and I think, okay, I go to work. I got my family stuff, I got all that, the the, the stuff that you have to do, and, and I, I say that as lovingly, I know it doesn't sound very lovingly, but all the stuff that you have to do and you're responsible for doing, there's a part of me that like, I do all that because I want to go hunting, and if you don't, I'm like, people who don't have hunting, like, how are you not empty, like, almost to a sense, like, what are you, what else are you living for? what's the point? And I think that's okay to some degree that I say that, but I can't let that statement of what else are you living for go too far because then I think you get into a conversation of happiness and what actually makes me happy. And when I zoom out, I, I, I take my blind, my deer hunting blinders off and I, I zoom out and think about what actually makes me happy. Like, is is it Is it really something tangible like a deer, something that's just kind of an empty thing, or is it things that have value and like an intangible, that things that matter, like family values? When I zoom back out um, and think about like the, I talked about my trophy room. You know, if I if I'm putting emphasis on filling my trophy room and having those memories as a as a tangible thing if i'm putting my happiness into that, that that's that's pretty low but it's easy for me it's easy to get blinded by that just because i love bow hunting so much and um those those memories that i put on the wall are, are special and there's a lot i'm i'm not saying it's all negative there's definitely positive things to that but i can't put too much emphasis on it because Just living on deer alone is is empty. So when I seriously step back and think what motivates me and what makes me happy, honestly, people. And I know a lot of people go, I'm not a people person. I'm an introvert. And a lot of us are. We like to get out in the woods and and get away from people. And I, I do too. But when I'm around people and I've got fellowship and I can problem solve with them, I can learn from them. I can help teach people things that I know and help others. And I've got quality time. That really motivates me. And and that's not just in hunting. That's in that's in life. Like at work, when I can do that with people, I enjoy being around at work. In, in hunting for sure. And my family. What about podcasts? Like I listen to podcasts a lot, as as do you if you're listening to this, and. I like a podcast by who's on the show because that person interests me and I want to hear what they have to say to broaden my horizons, maybe learn something, understand their philosophy. Like, that's important to me. I think part of this is is kind of like an an identity question. Like, it's easy for me to want to identify first as a a bow hunter or a a whitetail hunting fanatic or a food plotter, or a property manipulator and manager, like when, when somebody, if somebody would ask me, who are you, and I want to identify myself, like right away, that's the first thing that comes to mind, I'm a, I'm a bow hunter, I'm, I'm this and that, and want to do that before anything, and identity in our day and age is a really, really big problem right now, like when you think about the the radicalization across our country, and all the, the polar differences that we've got, there's so much corrupt crazy off the wall things going on especially in our identities things i've never heard before like people make things up as they go and like they don't have rules that make sense and then when they when they get cornered and figure out that this is wrong they just make a new rule up here's the latest one i heard If, if maybe you've heard this before this is new for me apparently there's people who are identifying as a furry what the hell is a furry this is this is actually a real thing. People are identifying as a type of animal. I just heard recently a school that's not too far. There was a kid in school who wants to identify as a cat. I guess that's what they mean by furry. They're identifying as some type of animal and requested a litter box in the school. Now, I'm not going to go on any political tangents because I I'm not the person for that. All I'm getting at is there's an identity crisis. Everybody, like, there's a hunger in our society for people to want to be known, make a point, individualize themselves and make a statement. And To me, that's an identity issue. And I think we can turn that around and go back to our conversation about hunting and the hunting industry and our mindsets as hunters. Don't get me wrong, there are a ton of fantastic people out there who promote hunting and talk a lot about positive things but at the same time there's actually a lot of negative things that don't get addressed very well in the hunting industry there's there's a lot of ugliness and I think one of the things is is the, it's the thing that I'm talking about right now it's that that self-seeking that self-seeking nature of chasing something for yourself and being blinded and having that mindset it's go time and nothing else matters like that's one of them in my opinion and I've been a pretty doom and gloom as I'm as I'm talking through all this mostly everything I'm I'm talking about there's a lot of positive to it and I spend every other episode that we do talking about the positive, positive. I don't need to justify the positive right now. I'm just shedding some of the ugliness that goes on for me at times. Like, this is stuff that I battle with each and every year, each and every season, more so now that I'm a, a husband and a father than ever before, because I just have more responsibility. And it, it the game has changed for me a little bit, and it, it has to. So right now I'm really trying to gauge like my measurement of success. Like how do I measure success? You know, one of the main things that I've always done by that is reaching my goal of shooting a target buck. But in the process, like how I did it, like that was a big thing too. Like if I, if I put in a lot of work, if I planted a food plot and cut trees and killed invasives and put in water holes, whatever that might be like doing all those things to harvest my mature shooter buck or whatever, and learning things along the way and learning things that people like that was a, that's a huge measure of success for me. If I can learn stuff on my own, learn stuff through others. But right now I, I think there's value in trying to help people. You know, I, Being an agronomist and being in the field of agriculture, I am blessed that I have a lot of knowledge and people surrounding me helping me and understand and learning on my own about plants and soil and that interaction and finding things that work and finding things that don't work, Uh, using it in my own uh, workspace for food plots, talking strategy, it creates a lot of opportunity for me to just chat with people and, and help. And that's hopefully what I'm trying to get at. You know, the, the, the fellowship thing too. I mean, I think it's a pretty cool success when I can be with a group of people and I can have really, really great conversations. Maybe it's in hunting and understanding how to be a better hunter, but maybe it provokes something else when you're with fellowship but with other hunters. Maybe a deeper conversation outside of hunting that's going to help me. You know, Maybe I have an opportunity to talk about something with somebody that they're struggling with. Maybe somebody that's listening to this right now, it's an opportunity for them to come and help me. Like, That's a pretty cool success there, in my opinion. Um, bestow some wisdom on me is kind of my, my thought there. But I, I think I'm trying to define purpose, too. Like I have all this interest in chasing deer and putting in private land, habitat, manipulation, food plot type of stuff. I have all that interest. I have all this stuff in my head and zooming out if I'm using it just for myself, it's kind of a waste. So what what I'm kind of kinda of like, what is my purpose in that right there? And I, I I think maybe it's to help somebody. Maybe it's a great opportunity for me to just network and, and chat. Maybe there's things I can help you with and you can help me with. And and that's kind of what I'm going on with that. I mean, at the same time, I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of this podcast is. Why am I doing this? I'm still not a hundred percent sure. It's not something that I said, you know, I really have an inkling and an urge and a desire to do a podcast. That's not how this happened. It This this was an opportunity presented to myself that I couldn't pass up. And I'm really having fun with it. And I'm hoping that you, you as a listener are enjoying this. And it, it's hopefully my way to give something back, whether that's entertaining or informative. I listened to Cameron Haynes' I think most people who hear that name know who that is, but he's a avid western bow hunter sponsored by Under Armour. He's one of the Under Armour hunting athletes. He runs ultra marathons, 100 mile races, and runs up mountains, and does all kinds of crazy physical health stuff, and then goes and shoots a pile of western games, especially elk. He's an elk hunting fanatic, and... He was talking about that a little bit too. He's like, I do all this stuff for myself and me, me, me. And I'm pushing myself harder and harder and harder. And he's like, how do I give back in that sense? And he goes, maybe, and he's done this now, like that physical health and talking about that and, and sharing that with people is an opportunity to help people, you know, maybe get in better shape and have a better hunting experience. But I mean, when you get in better shape, you get in a better mental health stature like i mean i I'll, I'll be the first to attribute to that like i lost a bunch of weight this year i've been doing more things actively i've been trying to train my mind throughout the process and it feels good my like i'm just better physically and mentally and he, he was talking about how maybe that's the value and all his self-interest maybe that's a way for him to give back and i think it's important to give back and help others in in the hunting community like that's all really really good and everybody who listens to me, you guys are important. Like, you guys are my community and my people. Like, a lot of you, I don't, I've never even got to speak to you. But, you know, as a hunter and that community and that bond that we share, like, we're already closer just because of that. And I think a lot of you have experienced that. But at the end of the day, I still can't let my passion overshadow my priorities. Like, I cannot let even helping others and, and that hunting community, I still can't put that over my, my priorities that I talked about earlier, God, family, you know, friends and others, my career and finances, and then hunting and everything else. Like I, I still can't let that overshadow those priorities. So that's kind of my rant for today. The moral of the story that I've, that I've kind of come to the conclusion is I'm in a struggle. I'm going to keep working to keep my priorities in line. And I don't have a golden ticket answer for the, the problems that I, I talked about. Like I don't go through all the, I'm not going to go through all those pro- problems and at the end of this episode say, but here's the way I'm going to fix it. And it's going to make it all better. I don't have that. I really don't. I'm. It's a constant struggle. It's a constant battle of balance. It's a good battle. It's a good battle to fight. But it is definitely something that I'm dealing with. And that mental gain. One of the biggest things I think I've learned in all this is... Life... Life is often about not doing what you want to do. But instead doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah... I think that speaks for itself. I really do. There's nothing wrong with chasing and pursuing the thrill of a trophy. You know, that's part of it. I mean, a lot of the time, that's why I listen to podcasts because I want to be better at my, at my pursuit. I want to learn how to make my, make my challenges greater and then be more successful at it. And that's why I listen to podcasts and network with other hunters and do all these things because I'm trying to get better for for that aspect and a lot of other fun positive things come along the way I'm not trying to be negative and bring everybody down I just like that's that's a big deal there so I mean (laughs) I'm still I'm still digesting information everything that that I'm I'm talking about here, and I'm trying to process it in my mind because I want to put it into use. I wanted to share these stressors and this battle with you guys because I know everybody has a a different road and a course that they're going through in their life. And while you might be fighting similar battles, maybe you're not, I'm hoping that the extent of the stuff I talked about and my philosophy somehow helps you you know maybe maybe somebody listening to this is not alone in what i'm dealing with and it i'm just trying to give perspective to life in general and i think it's important as we go into early season here i mean i i've had the blinders on for so long and i'm, I'm just trying to get i'm trying to put myself in my place you know rightfully so and and not over shadow my family and everything else and I I can't put enough emphasis on the value of my family and my loved ones and my support system I mean I I can't beat that and I I think a lot of you listening to this are family-oriented people and I I, I hope that that hits home for you so enough of this whole personal business I'm not uh, enough being sappy and, and everything else I'm ready to hunt I, I already talked about shooting my bow. I am hoping for a good wind opening night. I, that's how I, I would love to go to one of the the better spots that I have with the right wind, and hopefully see a pile of deer and hopefully see a shooter buck. I would I would love nothing more than to harvest a buck opening night. I would love that, and if I if if I'd be lucky enough to do that. I wouldn't look at that in a bittersweet way at all. I would look at that as now I've got an opportunity to maybe focus on trying to shoot a bear then this fall, or, you know, maybe I'll go to a bordering state and hunt at some point throughout the season. I would love to do that. And I see people going across the country and shooting multiple buck in a season with the bow. And I'm like, that's awesome. I want to do that. And uh, if, you know, who knows what's in store for me this season, but I'm going to take it one step at a time, not put, not not put the cart before the horse by any means and, you know, do the best I can. So regardless, I'm wishing every single one of you who are listening to this, and I hope you all bear with me to the end. I'm wishing everybody the best of luck this season, guys, whatever you are pursuing, whether it is the, your, your, your first deer, your first buck, maybe you're, maybe you're trying to harvest it, your first bear, maybe you are, looking to kill your first pope and young, your best buck of your life, maybe you're just trying to take your kids out for the first time and get them their first deer. Maybe you're trying to help somebody out and take them hunting and give them a release from something that's going on in their life and introduce somebody new to this passion that we love so much in the outdoors. Whatever you're pursuing, guys, I hope you find it. So keep working hard. Enjoy your hunts hunt hard this fall guys hunt safe where you know do all the stuff you got to do from wearing your orange to wearing your your lifelines and and follow all those those rules and stuff to keep you safe and get you back home to your family because at the end of the day that's all that matters so if you guys are hunting this weekend in 5c 5d and 2b best of luck to you and we'll be right back here again next week on friday and Friday, if all if all lines up, I'm got I got a pretty cool episode lined up for Friday, and I, I believe we're going to be talking to somebody who's going to share with us tracking, uh, especially from the eyes of using a dog. So that is uh, that's an episode that I'm I'm real excited to bring to you. So, peace out. Have a good week. Thanks again.